Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. Hi! We missed you. It's been forever. A whole week. A whole week. Yep. Uh, some of us are just getting back from San Diego, from Boston, from other places. But we are here now. And just to recap very quickly, the Waffle Crew made it to Citadel Adbar, where they met with King Harnoff. Uh, they didn't have any... Uh, <laughs> they didn't have any message to deliver from their dead friend, Zog. But King Harnoff seemed very keen on sending them north to the old fire giant forge of Ironslag to find out what, why the giants have returned after so many years and what they're up to. Uh, and in the course of this conversation, a fracas broke out in the Dwarf King's court, which the Waffle crew was able to um, deal with. And then uh, they were able to gather up their supplies and provisions, uh, reload Simon with darts, and uh, stock up on all the necessities of life before heading out of Citadel Adbar, north to the foothills of the Dwarven Mountains, where the king's advisor, Azon Bronzefire, suggested that they meet up with a benevolent frost giant um, who could guide them safely to Iron Slag and maybe help them on their quest. That giant, Harshnag, uh, was uh, not in the tower when the Waffle Crew arrived, but there were some yak folk assassins there uh, waiting to take the Frost Giant out. Um, when Harshnag did show up, he joined the fray, helping the Waffle Crew lay low these yak folk assassins, one of which took its own life rather than be captured. Worst. Yes. Just so... Some time has passed. The heroes are now um, at the end of a northern journey and have arrived at the foothills of the Ice Spire Mountains. Um, You've been traveling with Harshnag for three days. um, And during that time, uh, you've found him to be uh, generally self-sufficient. You're also traveling in the company of a heavily armored dwarf named Crack, Crack Dragonspore. Uh, He is completely clad head to toe in black heavy armor with gold filigree. You can't see any of his skin um, at all, although there's a slit through which you can kind of see he's got golden glowing eyes uh, and he wields a big maul. And he he was the bodyguard for the king's advisor 
Azon bronze fire. Um, and uh, apparently he likes smacking giants and other big creatures. So he's still hanging with you. You've also got baby waffles, which you have made a little carrying harness for him. So Strix is carrying waffles in a front little... Um, her, right? Baby waffles is a her, isn't she? Oh, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It, yeah. Carrying... Uh, Chat carrying... will be very I think, upset. I figured that she'd be too heavy to be on the front. Wouldn't she be like on the back, like a backpack? Uh. Let's. It's up to you. Well, let, uh, so let's say backpack. All right. All I right. want a little face just peeking out from the shoulder. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and uh, uh, maybe oh, she grew out of the one where she was sitting forward yeah, facing that's like what this. I, yeah, I figured yeah, that so one's fast. pretty. They grow yeah. so fast. Pigeons grow in like two weeks. Let's yes. just assume that's what Albert. <laughs> and Albert and, and Waffles also has a backpack herself where a lot of her food is kept. So. Oh my god! Double backpack. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and more importantly, Simon not only has been reloaded with darts, but he too has a backpack, which is essentially a cask where he holds Simon's right. wine reserve. Very important. Yeah, Good to exactly. know. Yes. He's like a camelback of wine mm-hmm. that's ambulatory. Exactly. Is there just like a like a couple meter long straw going straight <laughs> from him to me? All right. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what you got. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> it's practically an IV at this point. <laughs> All right. I want someone to draw that. Paulton just like with a straw hanging out of his mouth and Simon following along. <laughs> well, some people use a leash. Paulton uses a straw. <laughs> yeah, you can't stain your teeth, man. Very important. Yeah. So uh, as you move through the foothills of the Ice Spire Mountains, you come upon a sheer mountain face. This is uh, one of the sides of a great mountain called Mount Hammerhast. And built into this mountain, Harshnag tells you, is the old fire giant forge of Iron Slag, which was abandoned thousands of years ago. In the intervening years, yak folk have built a village on a high perch up the mountain. And there is a narrow winding staircase carved into the mountainside that wends its way up to the Yakfolk village. And you can actually see the village as you approach the mountain. It's about 500 feet high and uh, walled. It's like a walled-in compound. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) It looks nothing like that. Um, At the foot of the mountain, you can also see a giant set of doors uh, made out of tight-fitting stone that don't look like Uh, They get opened very often, and they are closed at this time. This was the main entrance to the forge, and um, uh, you don't think there's any way you can simply open those doors by force. They're just simply too big uh, to push open. Maybe the giant can do it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Those are even for a giant. Yeah. Those doors, doors even harsh knife. Yeah. Do you know if there's any kind of mechanism or anything for these doors? Or magic? When push doesn't work with doors, sometimes I try pull. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have uh, I tried pulling the doors, Chris? There's nothing to grab onto to pull them. Um, so you don't see any uh, handles, uh, knobs, or other fixtures. You don't see hinges either. 
uh, when you push against them, when you pull against, or when you push against them, uh, they do not budge. And each of these, the, the, this double door is about 80 feet tall. Um, you're not exactly sure how thick the doors are, but you got to reckon they're pretty darn thick. That is very tall. Very, how tall is Arshnag? Arshnag is about 25 feet tall. Right. Is, uh, is oh, there any chance these are painted on there? <laughs> <laughs> they actually look like they may be real doors, but you're not, you've never seen them open, so maybe they're just carved to look like doors. And what are you saying is in there, Harshnag? The Iron Slag, uh, the Fortress of the Fire Giants. This right. is what we're supposed to find out, what they're up to, and then repeat back to the Citadel as soon as we can. Hey, Fire Giants! No, Evelyn, no. Fire Giants! <laughs> no. <laughs> I, like, what are you up to? Her, put my hand over her mouth. No. Is there a pile of snow I can hide in? Uh, there, is, there is lots of snow, yes. All right. Well, as soon as she starts yelling, I'm going to hide in a pile of snow. Okay. <laughs> is there uh, a draft from the doors at all? Any nope. Air? No. Nope. Are there, is there a keyhole of any kind on these giant doors that I can see? Nope. <laughs> from but from like the snow. Well, well I guess we better give up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's find somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so make a perception check, everybody. Okay. I'll make one to crack. I got a 16. Ooh, 19. 18. Okay. 7, 9. All right. So Strix, Diaf, and Evelyn, uh, you can see this a staircase that's been carved into the mountainside that goes wends its way up to the Yakvolk village. Uh, it, was, it was not carved to giant scale. Um, it was, looks like it's been carved to dwarf slash human scale. The steps are very, very icy. And about, you would say, maybe, oh gosh, 100, 200, 300, about 350 or so feet up that staircase, you can see a fissure in the rock wall suggesting that there might be a cave um, about two-thirds of the way up to the Yakfolk village. Um, it looks like a natural formation, not a carved cave. It's just one other feature that you didn't notice before that you're just noticing for the first time. All right. Well, I see no good way for us to enter through these doors. And if we do, entering the front door of a fire giant stronghold is probably not the best bet. Yeah, they're probably going to kill us. Yeah, they might exactly. be friendly. They aren't. <laughs> but they could be. They're evil, Evelyn. There's like a shake from the snow. Like, <laughs> evil! <laughs> I don't want to go all the way up to the Yak village either because the last time we met them, they were immediately hostile. And I don't know how many more of them are also under the employ of the fire giants like this. Maybe we could just go in the cave. I mean, it's, it's possible that that could have another entrance. If it doesn't, then we're stuck with the Yak village. So Let Evelyn fly up and check if she's so eager to say hello to everyone. Oh, that sounds fun. I fly. Because she's so eager to say hello to everyone. <laughs> All right. So little wings flapping. Evelyn uh, heads up to that cave. Um, uh, and it's, it's uh, right off of the dwarven staircase. Uh, and I don't even like walk up the staircase. I fly in right. kind of like this. Like here's the entrance. Here's the wall of the cave. And I'm like, hello? <laughs> Hanging this way. Excellent. Uh, so when you peer inside and say hello, 
Uh, you see that the cave is naturally formed. It's about 50 feet. I heard that, Strix. <laughs> it's about 50 it wasn't me! <laughs> it's about 50 feet wide at its uh, widest and 50 foot deep at its deepest. Uh, now, you are How tall. And so, uh, and the, the cave, uh, you estimate, is uh, maybe at its highest about 25 feet tall. And uh, as you peer inside, Evelyn, make a perception check because it's pretty dark uh, as one, as you look in, not near the cave mouth, but toward the back. I got a four. Okay. Because I'm having more fun with my uh, gymnastics, like peeking into yeah. the cave that yeah. I'm really paying attention. Uh, yeah, you think to get a, a, to really get a sense of how far, um, uh, if there's any other exits from the cave or whatnot, you'd need to go farther in. I don't see anybody. I think it's safe. I think we should all go in it. She yells down. Uh, I'd like the rest of you just to make uh, perception checks to see if you can hear her. Oh, an eight. Five. Seven. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. Evelyn, you get no reaction from the tiny, <laughs> the tiny ant-sized characters 350 feet below you. Uh, Come on! Um, and uh, you can make a perception check, too, as well, Evelyn. Ooh, nat 20. Okay, you do believe that your yelling seems to have awakened or agitated something at the back of the cave <laughs> because you can hear uh, what sounds like... <laughs> Watching Jared when this happens is so good. He's just like... <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> what part of silent reconnaissance mission... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you stick to the to the roguing. I'll stick to the paladining. Uh, All hail the <laughs> You can hear what sounds like a hiss, followed by the clopping of hooves. Sounds like there's a snake horse up here. <laughs> and then a a creature comes into the light, and it looks like a snake. <laughs> snake. Snake. Snorse. <laughs> it looks like that. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I can't that, see. Is that like a, a tiger? From the camera. Uh, it is a creature with a lion's body and a lion's head with dragon wings, a dragon's tail, goat hindquarters, and three heads. A dragon's head, a goat's head, and a lion's head. And it's hissing? Uh, the, the, dragon's, the dragon's head is hissing at you. And I would like you, Evelyn, to make an initiative check. Okay, Chris, oh, I will. No. I, uh -huh. I, just run. I got four. Okay. Uh, the creature approaches you somewhat tentatively at first, its head's looking around for possible ambushers or others nearby. And then uh, you can see um, its goat head seems to be kind of sniffing the air. And as is its dragon head, and when they sort of realize collectively that you're alone, they all turn their heads, they smile at one another, and then they come at you. <laughs> I thought maybe we could be friends. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, um, first thing that happens is... Uh, you die. <laughs> <laughs> By the it, end. It, it tries to bite you with its dragon head. Does it get three attacks with each of its yeah, heads? What it a does. jerk! Uh, what's your armor? What's your armor class currently, Evelyn? I'm assuming you probably don't have your shield out, or maybe. Why? Tell me. 
Well, I, I, my, my bracers are my shield, remember? Oh, right. Yes. Never mind. Yeah. I keep forgetting you had a shield and it was just sort of like a Wonder Woman style. Yeah. All right. So what's your AC? 17. Okay. So the, the dragon's bite narrowly misses you. Um, it just sort of clamps down on your bracers, but doesn't actually pierce them. Uh, it's. Uh, I just got those golded. It's goat head uh, tries to whack you with its horns and it rolls a 20 on the attack. Uh, oh, for card, crying out loud. And does 10 bludgeoning damage to you. Ow. So it kind of knocks you back a bit. What does it hit me with? The, uh, basically the butt of its goat head. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> And um, as, it, as it does that, the lion tries to tear at you with its claws, and uh, but uh, its claws do not uh, get through your armor. Did you say we'd been traveling for a few days, so I would have recuperated health, or would and I still be would, damaged? You would, would all be at full strength. Yeah, we had okay. long rest before we set up from the Citadel. Yeah. Is yeah. my bird an initiative? Uh, your bird will act on your initiative, just for simplicity. Okay. You have a bird? He has, yeah. he has a giant hawk. That's right. Pets are the best. Yeah. My board. Gotta love them. Yep. Uh, all right. So the rest of you kind of see that Evelyn is in some peril, but you can't, other than maybe you see what looks like a wing, like a dragon's wing, uh, you don't actually see the creature in full. So you don't know what she's fighting. Nice snake horse. Nice snake horse. Snake horse. <laughs> and uh, Evelyn. Yeah. Uh, this creature, which has no horse parts at all. <laughs> uh, is now in your face. What would you like to do on your turn? I like to stick with the name I start with, Chris. Um, okay. <laughs> when it starts biting me, I'm going to say, no, no, bad snorse. And I'm going to just try to chop off the dragon head. All right. Just make an attack against the creature. Uh, 14. That hits the creature. Huzzah. Um, and I am using my shield, so that means I'm rolling a d8. Plus four. Ooh, nice. Twelve. Excellent. Take that. And your second attack? Six. Oh, wait. That was just worth damage. Let's see if I hit first. How about that? <laughs> oh, I don't. Eight. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a nat one. After you whack the dragon head, um, it, the creature seems to reel back a little bit and defend itself against your second attack, um, sort of swatting you away. And uh, now I'd like everybody to roll initiative, and we'll stick with Evelyn's current roll. Probably should have run away, huh? One. One for Nathan. Fifteen. Oh, sorry, one for uh, DF. Uh, Fifteen uh, for Paulton. Sixteen. I'm sorry, sixteen. Uh, four. 16 for death. Okay. Four. Okay. So, Evelyn, the creature gets to go again. Um, this time, the dragon head, uh, you see fire swell up out of its throat and blast you full on uh, with a cone. And the rest of you can just see this big cone of flame <laughs> shoot out of the cave. Uh, and I need you... I need you Evelyn, to make a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Because so, of my aura of protection, is it if is it within ten feet of me? Yeah, because oh. it was in melee range. What? Did I talk about the fire blast? No, the dragon, the creature, and I'm making a saving throw versus him, and it's in with him or her, uh -huh. and it's within ten feet of me. 
Yeah. So I gain a bonus on my saving throw equal to my charisma modifier, okay. which is five. That's right. Yes. Whenever okay. you, whenever you or a friendly creature within ten feet of you, it's not has nothing to do with the monster. Oh, just kidding! You, I just saw ten feet. Creature. Yeah, and you get to make the saving throw. You gain a bonus. <sighs> a good thing I have a bonus because I rolled an eight plus five is thirteen. All right, you are hit with the full blast <laughs> of flame. The rest of you just see the fire is completely engulfed. Oh. And she takes 31 points oh of fire damage. Oh, my God. So we're at the bottom of the mountain, just looking up, yeah. saying to ourselves, what are Elon zooming up there? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> is this a signal you use? <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. You know, harsh dick of sorts. So, Evelyn, um, your, your apparel is just absolutely... I just got this. Oh, no, wait. Scorched. I haven't picked up my new clothes yet, have I? Did I? What? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you are absolutely just covered with now scorched and burn marks. Oh, no. Um, and <laughs> my, Diaz, Gucci yeah. <laughs> my Gucci yard. My Gucci yard. you're next in the initiative order, but you are 350 feet away. I sure am. And it's an uphill climb the whole way. You can do that. Well, I'm not going to not try. Uh, cunning action dash, move as fast as I can. And before I take off, I turn to Strix and say, Strix, Cloud, go. Ah! <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I was just like I'll point up at it and I'll immediately start trying to sprint up. And as you right. start running, I'm going to yell, I can turn you into a cloud, you know? I stop halfway through my tracks. <laughs> Better idea. Actually, that's probably a worse idea because you only move 10 feet as a cloud. It's too slow. Yeah. Never Wait. mind. Hold on. So, could you get it in range of my axe somehow? <laughs> I'm, I'll just yell. What about your giant bird? You can pick DF up with your uh, bird. Strix, do you still know how the dimension door? No, I got rid of that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can send the bird up with somebody on my turn. I have that. He has dimension door. Paulton has that. Paulton, we're gonna, yep. we're gonna need you use that door. Get us up there. Already planning on it. Okay, so, right. just to cha- so change of plans, DF, you are not running up? Yeah, I'll, I'll delay until I can okay. use Paulton's uh, dimension door to get up there as close as possible first. And the range of a dimension door, I believe, is 400 feet or something weird, like insanely big. That was five. I might be misremembering. Maybe. Uh, the, you can uh, you teleport up to 500 feet, yes. That seems How tall to be- is this door? 80 feet. Oh, awesome. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. Uh, so, and you can teleport yourself. Uh, and all of my friends. You can also bring one willing creature Shit. of your size or small. Oh, who do you love most or least? Oh, of my size or small? Oh. Yeah, Strix, Strix is going to tell you that she has a plan. Don't worry about her. Well, with my size or smaller, there goes plans A, B, and C. So, <laughs> Same. Well, yeah, right. Um, so, DF, in light of that information, would you like to change your action, or are you going to hang out here? Uh, just get harsh. No, wait, you can't get harsh, Nate. He's too large. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh... No, I'll stay. Okay. Uh, Then Paulton is actually next. 
Okay, I'm gonna dimension door. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, all right, who's coming with? Harsh legs too large. He'll have to climb or go. I swear to God, if you take Murderbot over me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Diaz, let's go. Excellent. Don't Don't heroes. Don't leave me what? with Murderbot. <laughs> be, I'll I'll like crouch down to Murderbot and be like, "Don't kill her again." Cool. <laughs> Was I dead? Oh, all right. We'll, we'll be up there. All right. So Paulton and Diaz bamf yeah. uh, up up onto the staircase outside the cave mouth, uh, right near Evelyn, and can see the Chimera in all its horrid glory. Oh, 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 this was okay. Well, so, uh, Paulton, you still have movement at the end of your turn. Oh, good. Um, so, uh, you can either like retreat down the stairs, up the stairs, run into the cave, hurl yourself off the staircase into oblivion, uh, whatever you like. Is there anywhere I could maybe like kind of hide behind. <laughs> yeah, you think you think if you were to uh, move a little bit farther, like pa- up further up the staircase past the cave mouth, the way the curve of the mountain is, you'd be able to get out of view. Yeah, let's let's do that. I just want to regroup in a situation. Okay, so bamf, you appear, DF beside you, and then you disappear. Good luck, buddy. Bye. My hero. Wait, what? Next up is Evelyn. Smoke is pouring off of your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, your little black wings on your boots are kind of shaking off right now. <laughs> oh. oh, it's so sad. Um, well, is how is the dragon horse snores snake whatever he is chimera? How is he positioned in the mouth of the cave? He is basically uh, standing in the mouth of the cave, uh, attacking you who are sort of fluttering uh, directly in front of him. Are you asking, like, is there room to get past him? Or I'm asking if I were to cast Moonbeam right at the entrance, would it yeah. keep him inside the cave or cause him damage? Um, so the radius of the Moonbeam, I believe, is five feet. Yeah, so it's like ten feet Circle. Uh, yeah. Turn so feet. It's a, what is that? It's a, it's a five foot radius cylinder, yeah. forty feet up to forty feet high. Um, so you think if you were to drop that in the entrance, it would have a hard time getting past it, because the entrance is only like fifteen feet wide, and this creature's got a big wingspan. Yeah. So I'm I am disgruntled. He has ruined my outfit, and I in whatever rage Evelyn has ever had, which kind of looks like smiling, which is weird, but she says, the light of Levander compels you and throws Moonbeam. All right. So the Moonbeam comes down uh, upon the creature. It immediately makes a constitution saving throw. What's the save DC, Anna? For your spell. Uh, 16. All right. Uh, So you are going to deal full, you're going to do your full 2d10 radiant damage to it. Aha! Get it is not a shape changer, so other than taking damage, um, nothing else happens. But when it starts its turn in the moonbeam, it's going to take the damage again. Okay, do I roll that damage? I can't remember. Yeah, you roll 2d10. Okay, that's 8 total. Excellent. 
All right, so the moonlight shimmers down upon it. Uh, you can see its skin begin to uh, boil and uh, burn in this radiant light. Doesn't feel nice, does it? Nope. <coughs> and then it is Strix's turn. Oh, boy. So I'll just, like, dust myself off the snow. Everyone's gone. It's just me and Murderbot and Waffles. And, uh, <laughs> and the giant. And the mall oh, and the dog. Yeah. And Crack. I forgot and, about and Crack. And Crack, yes. Who rolled a, whopping, rolled a whopping two on his initiative. Oh, and right. don't forget Better that Simon me. and Waffles are wearing cute little matching kerchiefs <laughs> that look like my outfit. Oh, my yeah, God. They are. It's really important. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to use my... Uh, I'm going to use my polymorph ability, okay. one of my abilities, and turn... First, I'm going to set Waffles down, and I mean, I'm guessing that Harchdog can't get up there at all because. It's uh, well, I can walk pretty fast. There's stairs, yeah. and the, yeah. the hawk can get up there. Oh, your hawk can get up there. Yeah. Maybe I don't know how fast it moves. Chris keeps track of its stats. Yeah. Um, it moves pretty fast. All right, so I will polymorph into a giant vulture. Excellent. Which will I'll just kind of like shuffle my wings into Waffles' like little backpack. And okay. just like put on the backpack <laughs> as a giant vulture while, while they're just walking. <laughs> and while Harshtag and Crack are watching, it's like shuffling my little bird wing like into the backpack. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm just like, here I go. Okay. They're talking. So this giant vulture flaps away. Does it still have like Strixish features? You know how like when ca- cartoon characters turn oh, into sure. things, like yeah. they still have like the emo hair. It still has like the hair, like poofy, like like. So it's a like gross, dirty vulture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a few moths flying around it. Yeah, the moths don't ever leave. Aw, polymorph. Polymorph. That's so sweet. That is sweet. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, so you're a giant vulture wearing your backpack, flying up. Uh, <laughs> yep. And, I'm so uh, sorry. You're gonna leave. You're leaving. I'm sorry. Did you say you're leaving waffles with Simon and the giant? And no, uh, he's well, he's on my back. You're, on the, the you're still in the backpack. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a baby owlbear riding a giant vulture. <laughs> awesome. This owlbear will learn to fly. Yeah. And art, please. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's Strix's turn. And Strix, that was one of the abilities given to you by the dryad, right? One of the. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, so now I have two out of yep. three left. Yep. Correct. Okay, Harshnag, you are here. Or sorry, before that happens, uh, Crack the Dwarf goes charging up the staircase, uh, moving (laughs) at a whopping, he moves a whopping 25 feet. Oh, no. Um, Do I, well, first I'm going to point up there with my bird and say, whatever that horse is, get it. All right. And, uh, yes. So it moves, uh, by the way, in vulture form, Holly, you move 60 feet, so you're, flying at a good pace. Cool, I'm pretty fast. Um, yeah, the, the giant hawk is faster than you and just sort of uh, blows past you uh, as it makes its way up toward your friends. And then, um, would it be faster for me to try and just scale this cliff or to run up the stairs, like just stepping over a crack? Yeah, absolutely easier to run up the stairs. Let's run some stairs. Okay, and you move at a speed of 40, I believe. Is that right? Uh, not sure where that is. Yes, yeah, Frost Giant's 40. Okay. I just checked the stat block. Right. Okay. So you're basically double moving. So you get 80 feet up the stairs. Keep track of that. Cool. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. This big giant. Uh, back at the top of the initiative order, the Chimera, once again in the moonbeam, takes another 2d10 damage, Anna. 
Finding my D10. Yep. Where did it go? There it is. Four total. Ugh. All right. Uh, it doesn't look horribly, horribly hurt yet. Um, more annoyed by your intrusion and whatnot. But it does seem to have more targets to choose from now because, hey, Diath is there. Hi. Uh, so, but it has to run through the moonbeam to get out, right? So, is it yes. scared? Um, so, it is going to <laughs> since, it, it, since it can't since it can't exit the cave without uh, running into the two of you. It is going to, uh, for the time being, see if it can try to take you down quickly uh, and just weather the pain. So it stays in the moonbeam this round and makes its attacks. Uh, it is going to have the dragon head bite you, Evelyn. And what is that? That is a crit. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh, things are going bad. <sighs> uh, what so else is new? You take 22 points of for, piercing for, damage. Come on. You should lay hands on yourself, maybe. Right, how you doing? Uh, let's see. I have 10 points left, Oof. which right. is pretty impressive, I might say, considering yeah. I have 63 points of damage yeah, I mean, on you're no yeah. deep, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's true. In, in that case, uh, it will uh, also rake you, Evelyn, with its claws or try. Of oh, course. my God. It just rolled another crit. Everyone, how's it going? Welcome. Welcome. I'll preemptively Welcome. put a hand out to catch her. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, like so, a poor little bird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Evelyn, you take 20 more points of damage. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm pretty not okay. And fall unconscious. Uh, and you sort of land on the icy staircase. This is the first time I've been unconscious this entire season. Oof. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Dreamy? I don't know. Uh, that leaves you, Diath, as the sole um, presence, uh, Perfect. barring it from leaving the cave. So it will turn its goat head upon you, and the goat head will just give you a nasty butt. And rolls a natural one. Um, so. <laughs> Come on! It's DF's day! Yes, exactly. Uh, so we'll see about that in a little bit here. It clumsily uh, lashes out at you and misses. And so, uh, oops, I just tore my piece of paper. That's not good. I'm getting too excited here. DF, it is your turn. So in reaction to his crit failure of a goat headbutt, can I use that to actually grab on to the back of him and ride the back of this goat head? Uh, sure, if you like being in a moonbeam. No, that hurt me? isn't it concentration? Oh, oh, yes, thank you. Yes, you're right. Um, I think that's gone now. Yeah. As yeah. Evelyn's light went out, so oh. did the light of the moonbeam. So, yes, oh, no. yes, DF, you can ride the goat head. I'm riding that goat head. This okay. is out of control. And Just, ah! <laughs> that's your movement. Would you like to do anything else? Yeah, I'm going to stab the back of this friggin' goat head. Please do. It is flailing and uh, not happy about this. Uh, Twenty-two. Oh yes, you definitely hit. I'm gonna give I you the moonbeam with concentration because I'm gonna try to keep a minute. I'm gonna give you your sneak attack this round because you surprised it with your. <laughs> it probably was surprising. Yeah, uh, it would definitely be surprised. By <laughs> <it>. Hooray! <laughs> Ooh, it's actually all right. Uh, 25 total. Oh, ow. Okay. That really hurt. Okay. All of its heads. <laughs> uh, all of its heads just roar in pain. 
uh, at that strike. And uh, DF, the chat says that you should adopt the Snorse because all of us nope. have pets. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Halton. I yes. don't like any kind of pet that hurts my allies. <laughs> as, as, you, as you peer around from your hiding place, DF has thrown himself onto the creature's back, straddling the goat head. And uh, Evelyn is lying at the creature's feet, uh, clearly bleeding out from her wounds. Okay, how far is this uh, this thing from me? About 15 feet. Okay, I'm going to try and uh, cast Crown of Madness on it. Can okay. I do that? Sure. Okay. I believe it has to make a saving throw of the wisdom variety. Am I going to be... Okay, so I, I don't even know if I'm able to do this, but I'm going to try and cast it on one of the heads and turn it on one of the other ones. Mm. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Cool. All right. Yeah, is it cast by body or by brain? So in theory, all the brains of this creature act in concert. Um, so it would normally affect one, but I like the creativity here. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yes, uh, pick a head. Um, Dragon, pretty- lion, or goat? What's next to the dragon? The lion head is in the middle, and the dragon and the goats are on the extremity. I'm let's, on the goat side. Just, let's go with the lion head. All right. Uh, and it rolls on its wisdom an 11, which is not enough. So, yes, a crown of madness appears over the lion's head. <laughs> all right. Can I get I, it to target the dragon head? Sure. All right. Let's Done. do that. Brilliant. Sweet. Okay, and that will be on its turn. Though I'm curious what this means for DF. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tried to leave the goat head out of it. Yeah, 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 I figured. (laughs) Yeah. So it must use to make an attack against a creature of your choice. Okay, so that will come up on the Chimera's action. Uh, But your spell did obviously take hold. Um, And then it is Evelyn's turn. So Evelyn, make a death save. A d20 and add nothing to it. Come on, Lathander. Twelve. Okay, you have succeeded once. If you do that twice more, you will stabilize on your own. Uh, And then Strix, uh, you climbed 60 feet last time. Uh, You can, if you use all your movement, you can go another 120 feet, which means you've covered 180 feet by the end of your turn. All right, I guess I will keep going. All right. Keep flapping. Uh, and I'm, then I'm guessing I just left Murderbot back there, and he's slowly climbing up the hill. No, he's just standing at the bottom. <laughs> he's just standing at the bottom. <laughs> I didn't say anything to him. I just left. Yes. All right. Uh, so Crack will continue his slow climb up the staircase. Harshnag, you've gone up 80 feet, uh, or sorry, 40 feet. Wait, used a whole movement last time. I so used a whole movement. Feet. You can go up another 80 feet. Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, right, so you've climbed 160, and then I've got my bird too. Yes, now your bird is going much faster than you are. Uh, So let's see, it has gone. It will be only 30 feet away from the ledge and the creature at the end of its turn. Can, can it, is that close enough that I can tell it to distract the creature or try to hinder the creature in whatever way it can? Yeah, it can't right now, but it can on its next turn. Okay. Um, all right. So, DF and Paulton, you see Harshnag's giant hawk uh, fly up and is now just flapping about 30 feet off of, in space off of the ledge. Hooray! All right. 
And uh, then it is the monster's turn. The lion head will attack its buddy, the dragon head. Um, snapping its jaws at the dragon, it does, it hits, um, bites the dragon head, which the whole creature takes. The dragon head <laughs> uh, roars in, uh -oh. but knows that uh, biting itself, it, it has, unlike the lion, has the common sense not to bite itself back. Uh, instead, it will try to recharge its breath weapon, which it does not. Uh, and then when it fails to do that, it will turn its bite attack on DF, its closest enemy. DF, it rolled a 22 to hit you. So the dragon head just reaches over its back and snap chomps on you. Okay. Uh, and does uh, 15 points of piercing damage. That's surprisingly little. Yep. The goat head... Uh, sorry. I'm, I, I'm going to attempt to uncanny dodge that, though. <laughs> sure. That you can do. So you can reduce that damage by half. Yeah. So I'll take with seven or eight. Seven. Okay. All right. Um, since the goat head can't attack you and doesn't have much else to attack, uh, it isn't going to do anything this round, nor can the creature attack you with its claws while you're riding on its back. Woo! Uh, so it is going to use its movement to fly out 30 feet and attack the giant hawk, taking you with it. Oh, no. Okay. That's Why does this always happen to DF? I'll yell as a vulture watching it. <laughs> the goat head is obviously way too distracted and rolls very badly on its attack roll. The lion, uh, or the, the creature's claws can't do anything because it's already used this lion attack. So it does not actually hit the hawk, but now DF, you are oh, 350 feet below you is the ground. Like I haven't been in this situation before. Right, exactly. And it's your turn. But well, you're not okay. in Barovia. I mean, that's one. So thing. how far away from the mountain side or mountain ledge is he compared to how far out he is? If I understand your question correctly, um, he is 25 feet from the edge of the staircase in the mountainside. All right. Awesome. Uh, means you're basically, you're basically the same distance. Gotcha. So uh, I'm going to take a short sword and stab it into its back as I run down its back and leap back towards the mountain. Okay. So just like a stab, just one yep. long cut. Got it. As I try to leap back to safety or at right. least grab onto the side. Uh, since the hawk is within uh, combat distance of the creature, you have sneak <laughs> attack on a hit. So make your attack roll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 18? Yep. Yes! <laughs> uh, not as good. Uh, 19 that time. Nice. All right. The creature is bloodied. Hooray! Very bloodied, actually. And uh, then you take a running leap back <laughs> toward the ledge. Make a strength athletics check. Uh, now, you said... Strength athletics. There's I no, sure like, did. <laughs> Four. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. <clears throat> so it's like a lot more flailing, actually. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah. This always works in the movies. 
Okay. Um, so you're able to clear a little over half of the distance. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paulton, you see this big running leap. Oh, God. And you then just, he, he just disappears from view. You just hear a really prominent whoop. <laughs> but the flying member of the party is down, Dia. Well, I'm flying towards him. Maybe yeah. I can see him. All right. So, uh, Strix, you see Dia plunging. Oh, and just go, oh, come on. Into space. <laughs> Not again. All right. Uh, and it is Paulton's turn. So, Paulton, your spell is still, your, your crown of madness is still circling around the creature on its turn. It looks like it's going to do what you want it to. You want to change its instructions or have it continue to do what it's doing now? I'm going to, uh, that seems to be working. Okay. So I think I'm going to let it, you know, settle amongst itself. Great. Um, okay. So, uh, Dieth just like naruto again. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, <laughs> God, I don't have of anything healed, man. Let's. How's Murderbot doing? <laughs> uh, you you look down and yeah, he's standing at the bottom of the staircase, um, watching Harshnag and Crack make their way slowly up um, and not moving. He's just standing at the bottom. Okay. Um, is Crown of Madness something that is? broken by damage or is it just gonna keep doing it's just gonna keep doing its thing um now the creature um the target can make a wisdom throw at the end of each of its turns to end the spell effect i suppose i should do that for the last round that's still affected so the spell will end automatically if the chimera shakes it off okay got it got it uh i'm gonna go ahead and uh, it'll also, gonna... it also end if you cast another spell that requires concentration. Uh, let's see, I don't think Thunder Wave takes concentration. Nope, so we're gonna do that on a level th- four, okay? Because I really want this thing to die. Yes, so you come out and you blast this thing with Thunder Waves, and it has to make a saving throw. Now, Constitution, it's actually good at, so it oh, might no. save against this. Yeah, it's going to save. It rolled a 18 on its save, so it's going to take half damage. Okay, so that'd be two. You, yeah, you've amped it up. Yep. Cool. So, uh, let's see here. Twenty-seven. 27, and half that is 13, so mm-hmm. excellent. See, that's uh, why I got out of the way. Yep. The thunder waves ripple over the creature, causing it great pain. The sound of the thunder also echoes through the foothills. That's fine. <laughs> oh, good. That's fine. Totally thought that through. Yeah. All part of the plan. Shit. Uh, and some like loose snow and ice sort of falls, breaks off the mountainside, and just starts cascading down. Um, Icicles fall from the ceiling and pierce him in the head, and he dies. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Perfect. Totally right. Uh, Paulton, uh, I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Cool and good. All right. All right. All right. All right. No whammies. And ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That sounded good. What? That was that was eleven. Okay, um, a pile of snow um, directly on a, over your head comes loose and falls, uh, but you narrowly you just sort of step back, and it <laughs> lands. <laughs> Ooh, just like super like. Yep. Uh. <laughs> oh, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Evelyn, you've got another death save. Well, Thander, bless us. 20. 10. Okay, that's a success. So now you have, <laughs> two, you have two successes. One more and you're gold. If you roll well, Thander natural- will bring me back from the depths yeah. of death. Yep. And that <laughs> Strix. Uh, you yeah, can see yeah. Diath plunging. Uh, do you want to veer off and try to intercept him? Of course I do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just like, ah. <laughs> but the vul- it's like the vulture's face doing that, so it's super funny. <laughs> the vulture's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Okay, with the giant vultures or just stats? Yeah, or I'm, yeah just I'm, using the, I'm using the giant vulture stats. So you have a strength. Oh, I got a 19. Of, you have a fi- strength of 15 right now. Yeah, right. So ni- <clears throat> 19. So 21 total. Uh, you are able to catch Diath in your claws, no problem at all. Yay! <sighs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> the vulture can talk too. She just decides to make vulture noises. Got it. Just, <laughs> Okay. I was wondering that. I'm glad. Yeah, they can't talk. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) biggest sigh of relief. I just like grip onto Strix's vulture leg as tight as possible. It's like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, And that's Strix's turn. And uh, Crack will slowly amble his way up the stairs. Harshnag, you're going to go another 80 feet, which puts you 240 feet up. So how far am I from the Chimera at this point? At this point in time, you are 110 feet away. So I can see the, the type of snake horse it is at this point. I'm like, oh, I want that for my wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be three nice heads on your wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah that, that would just be great. Uh, could I send the bird to help with death throws or like to stabilize some? It, does the bird know no. how to help people who are injured? No. no. Okay. Um, well, then I'm just going to... Yeah, your giant bird doesn't know CPR, no. I just imagine it being like... Just bites her. Am I helping? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Well, in that case, I'm going to have the bird just keep attacking the chimera, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it can fill Evelyn's mouth with, like, goop. Yeah, yeah, have some words. That's what Strix would do. Can't confirm. Strix would do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have the eagle attack, you said? Yeah. Or the hawk, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so roll uh, two d20s, one for its beak attack and one for its talons, and add five to each roll. 16 and hit. eight total. Okay. So the 16, the beak attack is going to hit, and you do 1d6 plus three points of damage. Uh, nine. I'll take it. Oh, Yay. great, then. Holy smokes. I'm effective. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes, the bird gets the MVP. Harshnag gets... MVP, man. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the next is the creature. Uh, it is still in the game, but looking quite hurt. Oh, dear. Um, and it's got this bird in front of it. <laughs> and a crown of madness. And a crown of madness. So, yeah, it, it needs to make an attack against Dragonhead. Uh, 
it's going to hit the dragon head again. Stop hitting yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my page with the creature stats. Sorry. Is Simon still down? Like he never came up, right? He has not moved. Yeah. Can we stop remembering him? Simon's always down. So he's just stop remembering where he is. Here's, I, whenever he does climb up, I just love the mental image of like a toddler. Like he's basically having to like lift one leg up and like kind of shamble up each <laughs> each one like a little kid. Yeah. We have to each wait stair. like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as the lion head clamps down on the dragon head, the creature rears out in pain and kills itself. <laughs> Whoa. What an at, idiot. At which, <laughs> at which point the crown dissolves away and this three-headed behemoth just plunges like a rock from the sky. <laughs> it kills I'm not itself sure in midair, huh? That as a kill for me. Yeah. You guys can as, split this up amongst you. Yeah, do we get the XP for that? I'm not sure. <laughs> so, as, uh, Harshnag, you could probably, if you wanted to, try to catch it before it hits the ground. Strix is like, catch that it, I want pieces. Really, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll for that. Okay, I'd like you to make a strength check. Actually, make an attack roll. Okay, uh, so that was nine plus 11. So it's okay. assuming I'm using my axe to like yeah. reach out and catch it like a pizza. No, well, no, actually, because the, the mountain does go outward. As mm-hmm. well, so that distance is going to close. Um, uh, and so it's pretty much going to fall right on your head. Um, so you're able to grab it. Now just make a strength check to see if you can hang on to it because it turns out chimeras are really big and heavy. Uh, eight. Okay. So, yeah, you sort of grab it by the tail, uh, and, uh, it kind of whacks you in the face once, and then you let go instinctively, and it goes tumbling down the rest of the mountain. Oh, no! My pieces! They'll still be there. Yeah, and it, it, it just sort of tumbles down and lands with a horrific crunching noise. I don't want to go all the way back down there. I, I, I yell at the murder bot. Can you get yeah. that? and it also aggravated your acute sciatica so like right now your back's like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i might not be able to attack guys (laughs) you just twisted in exactly the wrong way yeah all right um and so uh this combat is over but uh i'm gonna have i'm gonna keep going until evelyn stabilizes Uh, so the creature's dead which brings us to df who is now clutching onto Strix. Uh, uh, so you... I'm going to call up to Vulture Strix yeah. and say, get us out there as fast as possible. Evelyn needs us. <laughs> All right. Paulton, you're next up in line, and you are the closest to Evelyn at this point. Okay. Um, and uh, how, how's she looking? Uh, well... Where? She is still kind of bleeding out and burnt. Um, you think you could attempt a medicine check to stabilize her, or if you have any form of magical healing, uh, that would instantly stabilize her. Uh, if not, she'd have to do another death save. Correct, and she might stabilize on her own. Could uh, Bardic, die, ins- so. could Bardic Inspiration apply to this? Uh, you know, I have to check that out. Ooh. Nate was all the inspiration and creative <laughs> ideas today. How come we never get inspiration points? Nate deserves an yeah. impor- inspiration guy. <laughs> oh. Yep, I think you're right. So, Nathan, you get an inspiration. <laughs> Don't say I never did nothing for you. Oh, thanks. All right. Um, <laughs> you inspire us from beyond the grave. 
<laughs> so you just pull out your bagpipes. Ah, Evelyn, wake up. <laughs> okay. It's a beautiful noise. I always picture the thunder wave as being with the bagpipe now because the yeah. intro. Same. So yes, the creature must be able to hear you, which technically an unconscious Same as person whispers. can. Um, and a death saving throw is a saving throw. So um, I'm going to say yes, your bardic inspiration die will. Cool. So then that's a D8. Yeah. So, uh, Evelyn, you're next. So add a D8 to your death save. That sounds lovely. The death save is 15 plus 2 is 17. Okay. So you are stable. Which means Hooray! you don't have to make any more death saves. You're still unconscious, but you're not dying. And so we are now out of initiative. And uh, as you guys uh, swoop up, uh, Strix and DF, you can see um, that... As bad as she looks at the moment, Evelyn does not look like to be on death's door. Oh, that's good. I'll drop a DF off out of my towel and be like, boop. But then um, I want to go back down to the Chimera and cut some bits off of it. Okay. Um, Yeah, you can see after falling uh, basically 350 feet, it's pretty mashed up. Uh, But um, what would you like to scavenge? Mm. A couple teeth, like, or... Oh, that'd be cool. Dragon's yeah, tongue? Any... Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I'll take the dragon's tongue. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> All right. And I'll just, like, stick it into my vulture wing or whatever. Also, you can also saw off, like, one of the goat's horns. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. I'll take the tongue and the horn and then just, okay. like, fly back up and be like, this is all I got. And it's all, like, squishy in the talons. But then I forget that I'm talking and just go, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and Harshnag, uh, you make your way up there. Uh, uh, your bird will find a perch uh, next to the cave entrance and just wait for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess as I approach the, the dark, or as I enter the shadow of the cave entrance, it becomes obvious that my axe is casting light in the cold. Right. Um, yes. So, if does that possibly? I kind of sweep it into the entrance. I don't want to yeah. go in by myself, but I want to make sure if there's anything else we can. Uh, so, when you sweep your glowing axe uh, into the cave, you can make out at the, at the back of the cave what appears to be a nest, and you can see the gleam of treasure amid the uh, the scraps that make up the nest, like treasure or or eggs. You do not see any eggs. Okay. Good. <laughs> you don't want a baby chimera pet, no, do you? No, Come on. Money None of us are getting a pet chimera. Over here. Strix yeah. is visibly disappointed at no eggs. <laughs> I'd maybe break one open and let Strix keep whatever goop is inside, but we're not having any baby chimera around. Uh-huh. All right. Um, but uh, and your sweep also re- doesn't reveal anything that indicates there's like a tunnel or anything at the back of the cave. It seems to be a dead end cave. Well, that sucks. Uh, is is Evelyn conscious by this point or just stable? She is just stable. Okay. She would need to receive magical healing, or uh, she would automatically regain conscious after a rest. Okay. Uh, well, we have this cave that we can at least hide out in, kind of. I don't yes. think anyone's going to mess with us because, as so far as people yeah. know, a chimera lives here. Yep. So if we can get a short rest in here to rejuvenate a little bit and help make sure Evelyn is okay, that would be wonderful. What say oh. you? The cave is certainly ah! big enough to accommodate you all. Yeah, I, I say nothing problem. because I'm unconscious. Including the two big birds. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, right. Let's do that. And I know Harshnag already did a sweep. Is there anything else that I would find inside the back of this cave or anything that could be a potential danger? Uh, you can make a perception check. Sure See will. If like secret doors or secret traps. Oh, 25. Uh, after a thorough examination of the cave, uh, you confirm Harshnag's belief that it is a dead-end cave, that it's naturally formed, and that it harbors no secrets of any kind. However, uh, you're, you're also able to take a quick survey of the contents of the nest and see, in addition to copper and silver, there are some gemstones, uh, six of them. There is what appears to be a torn-up suit of gnome-sized leather armor. Uh, and uh, you can see a dagger with an obsidian sort of a glossy black blade, a gold-plated helm with gems and topped with a tiny golden anvil. Oh. It looks obviously of dwarven manufacture. Um, and then... Yeah, there are tiny tools on there. <laughs> and then uh, you can also see what appears to be a, uh, a vial containing some sort of substance, a pouch... Um, that seems to have been torn off of something and just sort of dropped there. And a crumpled up scroll. I'm all over that vial and scroll. I tell none of my party members about this. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I found three gems, guys. Can can we use the, the nest as like a resting bed for Evelyn to help her rest? Sure. Just just to straighten out something comfortable beyond instead of just the hard, cold ground. Yep. Uh, I'll gather up this equipment. Uh, we'll go through this stuff once everyone is rested and okay. Strix okay. is like, hey, oh. we'll see soon, soon. <laughs> Excellent. We got to make sure everyone's okay first. But she does it with her vulture wings. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, since right. I'm undamaged, can I uh, stand guard? at the mouth of the cave, not like visible, but like, you know, just inside yeah. while everybody else is resting. Yep. Okay. Uh, what awesome. do you want, where, where do you want your bird to be? Um, you know, that's a really good question. Um, you can, can I have my bird go down to the ground and pick up Simon to bring him? Yeah. Oh, and then crack. go back for crack too, because I mean, I'm sure he's like 20 feet up. <laughs> <laughs> still waddling up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, as you sort of watch, uh, it picks up Simon in one claw and then sort of reaches for Crack in the other, and Crack just starts to beat it away. Oh, no! Not an attempt to uh, harm your eagle, but certainly an attempt to keep it away. I just whistle for it to come back without there's him. There's no way that Dwarf is going to allow anybody to pull him off his feet. Oh, he's so... Totally fair. All right. Uh, so sometime later, yes, crack finally comes up. Right. Uh, but when he gets to the top, he doesn't seem... He sort of does one of those... <gasps> yeah, you, you're real, real stalwart, crack. You made it up your all on your own. You're not getting anyone's help. Uh, I'll, I'll direct him inside, and then we'll take a short rest. Yes, okay. As part um, of your short Carlton, rest... Can you play us a song of healing as well to help out Evelyn a little bit? Can I? Uh, can I? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, I can. Just, just I, I, I'm that. certain that the moment she hears your voice in those tunes, it'll help rejuvenate her. Yes, so your song of rest. You can use soothing music and oration to help revitalize your wounded allies. 
if you or any friendly creatures who can hear your performance, uh, they uh, take the short rest, uh, they gain an extra D6 hit points whenever they spend a hit die. So those of you who have taken damage can spend your hit dice and add a D6 to each roll. I'm sorry, it's a, no, it's a total of an extra D6. Um, so uh, spend your hit dice and then roll an extra D6 hit points. Great. So short rest, everyone heal. Yeah. Uh, so um, and you have myself it. and Evelyn. Yeah. How many hit dice are you going to spend, Evelyn? Hmm. Probably should spend a lot. Yeah, you probably should get up to full if you can. Can I just do them one by one and see how many yes. I need? Absolutely. Okay. I'm just going to use one. That's all I need. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I got yeah, 13. I got hurt, so okay. Full. Hold on. Ah! And Harshnag, make a perception check for me since you're on watch. Sure. Uh, 10. Okay. Uh, so Simon is dropped off by the bird as well. Uh, he'll just come waddling into the... Uh, cave and Parkinson's near Paulton. Mm-hmm. Man, when it comes to Evelyn's health, my dice are blessed. I've rolled three tens. Nice. Out of four rolls. Nice. And at the very end, uh, well, you, you can get the extra D, you can take the extra D6 from Paulton's song right away. Oh, yeah. All right. And that's not with my modifier, right? That's just a flat Correct. D6. Yep. And uh, that that inspiring song, by the way, Harshnag is able to get the little kink out of your back as well. Uh, yeah, I've just been stretching <laughs> against like the walls. And the, yeah. I hear the music Aww. and I kind of rock back and forth a little bit. How yeah. long does the the, uh, the polymorph last that I have? Good question. I am not sure. Yep, it will last. So I figure if it just runs out, I mean, she'll stay a vulture just because they're high yep. up, just for safety. It will last one hour. All right. Well, it's gone. (laughs) Well, back to being normal and boring. Okay. In that case, she'll give some weird plants to Harshnag and be like, it's for your back. And there's just some dust clinging to them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know whether to eat it or rub it on my back. (laughs) (laughs) Evelyn kind of like starts to like, you know, move around, get, regain consciousness. Yep. And she's like, Paulson, I've always known! And sits up, and then she's like, that was beautiful! And she gives him a huge hug. Nice. Cool and good. And so she, sure. just keep, she just keeps holding on as long as you <laughs> let her. She just keeps holding on in the hut. I do while he's like... Uh, togetherness. Um, so Strix, you're able to identify the the vial of oil as oil of slipperiness. Oh. It's a sticky black unguent, um, thick and heavy, um, but flows quickly when poured. And when you cover a medium or smaller creature with it, along with the equipment it's wearing and carrying, um, the affected creature gains the effect of a freedom of movement spell for eight hours. Oh. So it makes them very hard to restrain, grasp, and they become very, very slippery. Gross. You can also pour the oil on the ground, uh, creating a 10-foot square, which duplicates the effects of a grease spell. 
Cool. Does it also catch on fire? Uh, I don't believe so. No, no, Darn. it is no non-explosive, non non-fiery. Fire. <laughs> right. The dust packet you look at, uh, the, the sorry, the pouch you look at contains dust, and you believe it's magical dust. In Ooh. fact, yes, indeed, it is dust of disappearance. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it looks like very fine sand, and there's enough for one use. When you use an action to throw the dust into the air, you and each creature and object within 10 feet of you turn invisible for 2d4 minutes. That is incredibly useful. Uh, the duration is the same for all subjects, and the dust is consumed uh, when, the, when the effect takes hold. If a creature affected by the dust attacks or casts a spell, the invisibility on that creature ends. So it's a good retreat, but not a good way of, for fighting. Or doing stealth reconnaissance. Yep. You know that never works. Why even mention it? <laughs> what even is that? Who cares? <laughs> we don't even know what that is. That's where I throw you all the way over the village into the entrance and they don't see you. Because I yell <laughs> right. loud to them. Snake. No, not you too. <laughs> <laughs> The dagger does not appear to be magical, but the obsidian dagger does look valuable. Uh, same is true for the gold-plated dwarf helm with the anvil on its top. Uh, those bo those both look like actually worth something. Yeah, I, I do want to hold on to both of those. Okay, so make notes of that. All right. You're also able to count uh, a modest amount of copper and silver. I'm not sure you want to keep that, but the gemstones, the six gemstones, are worth 100 gold each. Yes, the gemstones we certainly want to take. Yep. If everyone's it, cool with it, I'll hold on to those. Yep. Yeah. Sounds Grace good. Is like, yeah, I'm I don't know, what everything. would I do with that? Evelyn's just not even paying attention. She's still holding on to yeah. uh, Paulton. Now, Strix this, Strix, this torn up suit of gnome sized leather armor. You don't know what you could do with that, but you might pack that away. Um, mm. When you do, you find what appears to be a tiny Electrum music box tucked into That's one. That's fun. I'll just throw the armor away and be like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it, it plays some weird little gnomish tune when you open it. Nice. It's got, I, a, little, it's got a little crank. Ding, 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 ding. That's super creepy. Mm. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'll just tuck that away for future use. Yep. Unless, unless I, I just like hold it out to Simon and I'm like, is this from where you're from? <laughs> so he'll look at it. Um, you'd allow him to touch it at all? Yeah, I'll give it to him. Okay. Uh, he'll look at it and he'll just sort of turn the little thing and listen to the music. And then he like smiles and then just kind of wanders off with it. <laughs> <laughs> She likes like, it. Cut to, cut to scene. Cut to scene where Strix is chasing Simon <laughs> around the cave as he's That's, turning this little crank. That's mine. <laughs> I'm just kind of making sure that he doesn't wander out of the cave. Yep. She's like, I found it. That's mine. Uh, Strix, we can share. He likes it. <laughs> he's just a baby. No, he's not. He's a monstrosity. So hey, eventually you snatch it away from him and pocket it. Oh, good. And then he just goes over and sits down with his hands on <laughs> his arms on his knees next to Paulton. <laughs> Strix is like, if I give this back to you, do you promise never to hit me with a dart ever again? <gasps> really? And she'll just give it to him. Oh, okay. now we trust it. Look, well, I'm trying he, to he make has, a deal. He's not well, going anywhere, DF. Once she turns away to yell at DF, uh, uh, Simon sort of gives Paulton a knowing sidelong glance as he takes the <laughs> <laughs> music box into his clutches. I hate that thing. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I try. <laughs> Evelyn kind of like 
extracts herself from Paulton and she kind of turns to the rest of the crew and like a little bit of tears kind of well up in her eyes. And she's like, I, I need to say, I'm sorry. I failed at protecting us. And that's, that's my job is to protect and care for all of you. And I just, I don't know. I just let my joy get away from me. It failed at nothing, Evelyn. You were the first to engage this monster. And because of you, we were able to help defeat it. But if I hadn't done that, or if I had killed it, then you wouldn't have all been in danger. Right. You were right. I was never in danger. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That makes me feel lots better, Harshnag. Thank you. Actually, you did a great job of danger. engaging the monster too far away for me to be involved. Oh, did I did do that, didn't I? In the end, the monster was his own greatest enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Did he have like some sort of crisis of conscience or something? Maybe I did influence him with my talk of Lathander. Call it that, yeah. Maybe I did something good then. Thanks, Paulton. (laughs) Our deaths are just swiftly coming anyway, so it's just (laughs) marching towards the end. So you're fine. Fair. I mean, yeah, we are all walking toward the light. Optimistic as ever, Strix. That's me. (laughs) Are you still a vulture? No, that ran out. I'm just a normal person. Yep. Getting things stolen from me by little tiny robot demons. (laughs) All right. Uh, So having spent about an hour here resting up, um, uh, do you want to stay here for any longer or are you going to do something else? Uh, I can't imagine staying here here any longer. It would be good for us when we're caught in between. Should it's a good. It's a good way. It's a good way to retreat if you want to sort of get out of the wind. Um, yeah. But yeah. Let's let's try to make a make a, some kind of mental note or something on where we can find this cave. Should we need it again? If we yeah. get separated. Right. Evelyn's trying to use snow to scrub the soot off of her outfit. Okay. Yeah, you've also got a few uh, like bits of bone and tattered cloth and clumps of earth and dead vegetation sticking in you since you were in the nest. Um, I, I look at everyone and I'm like, look, I'm Strix. <laughs> <laughs> Strix is like, that looks nothing like me. Oh. Chat keeps telling me that apparently prestidigitation can fix stuff. I don't know if that's like something with armor, like making it look better. I don't know. It can, well, it can basically uh, like sweep clean something. Okay. So I can do that for Evelyn. So yeah. Or you can so when I say I look like you, you're like, ew, no. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if, there's like a, if there's like a stain on her apparel, you can kind of get rid of that. Okay, no wonder I never used it. So I'll, yeah. just go ahead, I'll go ahead and do that for Evelyn. So after she says I look like Strix, I'm like, no. All right. So yes, oh, your, your, your stains get uh, taken out of your clothes, Evelyn, and uh, you look much better. What a pal. Thanks, Strix. Now I remember why we we're BFFs. I regret this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, now that um, we're so at this, at this point in time, you know you're about 150 feet um, below the uh, Yak Folk Village, um, perched on its uh, mountainous shelf above you. Arshnake, have you been to this village before? No. He has seen it um, and knows that the Yak Folk live there because he's seen them come and go. Right. Um, but he has not ventured into the village proper. Okay. How well, many yak folk have I seen? What would I think the population is? Oh, you've never seen more than a handful at any time, but given the size of the place, uh, as you understand it, there could be anywhere from 20 to 50. Mm-hmm. And to the best of your knowledge, all of them are under the employee of the fire giants? Well, the fire giants 
are actually underneath them. <clears throat> so they're employed above the fire giants. Yeah, you don't know for sure what sort of arrangement they would have with the giants per se, but they're because they're such close neighbors. Right. They've obviously agreed to one another's presence. Okay. There's, you feel there's some way into Iron Slag itself within this village. Yes, almost certainly, because uh, you know that um, uh, the Iron Slag, the forge, is attached to mines, and that slaves long ago. Uh, would be uh, brought into the mines, not through the forge entrance, but up through here. The Akvolk village would have come later. So um, do I have any sense of how close the entrance to the mines are to the perimeter of the village? No. Or like if that's a... You'd have to, you'd have to do... Uh, you'd, somebody would have to do recon to find out that information. Yeah, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> sucks all the air out of the cave. <laughs> One big long. I mean, uh, I can have my hawk fly him up there. Yeah, I mean, Holly. I mean, uh, Strix is pretty good at reconnaissance. I don't know who else maybe should do reconnaissance. Yeah, it's jumping up and down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm like looking at Paulton and Simon, Eeny, Meeny. Strix is like, I have a child to feed. <laughs> waffles. I don't want to leave you guys here just in case something happens to me or to you do we have a way to provide yeah how could we back you up on this if something goes wrong why don't you send your eagle to fly over and send a message if something bad happens yeah how how easy can you communicate with your eagle friend here um, he, he can communicate um <laughs> to his eagle friend just fine but the information he gets back from the eagle is very hard to interpret mm-hmm. um basically he can give it's like giving commands to a dog okay Aww. So, I mean, if the eagle flies up there, clutching because because uh, yeah. it's not it's not technic- it's not he's not technically a giant eagle. He's a giant hawk. Giant eagles are actually sort of semi magical oh, intelligent. Oh, I thought he was a giant eagle. Okay, so he's yeah. a he's a he's a semi he he's not uh, like for instance, giant eagles actually understand not only do they understand common, but they actually speak their own language, um, and you can learn it. But uh, the giant hawk is just a really big hawk that is very obedient. <laughs> Just a big hawk. Yeah. So Strix trying to talk to him in vulture form did not work out very well. <laughs> she was like, bah, 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 and it was just like, what? <laughs> Do I know you? Okay. Yeah. Well, if your if your hawk isn't is your hawk your hawk is your hawk large enough to carry a person? Yes. Yeah. Right. So I could I could have the hawk fly you around in a circle. Also, and you can come back with maybe more information. Or Strix, can, Strix will say, "I mean, I can turn us both into clouds, and we can go up there and check it out together. We just can't talk to each other as clouds. It's slow moving. Well, we're not exactly invisible. Uh, could right. the hawk carry both of them up to the lip, and then they turn into clouds quickly? The hawk can carry one medium-sized creature. Hmm. Or I could turn into a vulture again." And then I have one more polymorph left, but you know, I mean, we're kind of in a pinch, so I'm. I could hold waffles if you want to do that. Here, I go for. (sighs) Just hand waffles over reluctantly (laughs) as she gives her grabby hands. (laughs) I said, "Waffles, you're a good girl, waffles." Okay, how's she? Like, oh, like her then. (laughs) There's squabbling is going on in the background while Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. stuck. If you feel that your hawk can get around and kind of circle this village without bringing attention to himself or raising suspicion. 
we'll try that first. If I can't see anything from there, then I'll go deeper in. Okay. Uh, okay. Hopefully, they'll think it's just the Griffin or Chimera or whatever. Right. Ideally. Well, I'm, so try I'm, to have three heads. Okay. Oh <laughs> I'm going right. to, I'm going to, can I hold on to the hawk like, as a cloud and it's like draft, just following? <laughs> <laughs> just, you just get like, pushed away and your body disperses. Yeah, it can like, carry one medium that, creature and one that, gaseous creature. That would be very, very hard. Um, but you, can we put you in a bottle? So there, there are other birds and things that, that fly around here. If the hawk were high enough, it probably wouldn't attract too much attention. Okay. Right, I'll try this first. If this doesn't work, I do have a backup plan. It's going to need Paulton's help. But I got a backup plan, just in case. Wow, right. that's good. Okay. Some of us have plans. So DF climbs onto the hawk's back, and the hawk basically just kind of falls off of the staircase and then soars off and then comes circles back, uh, uh, coming in high over the Yakfolk village. And so the Yakfolk village is actually really, it is built on a shelf. It might be hard to see, so I'm actually okay. going to walk over. Does that look okay. good to you? Yeah. yeah, we see it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Neat. So... There, the staircase does wend its way up to this village, which is sort of cloven in two by a waterfall that All pours right. down between it. So there are actually two sections to the Yakfolk village, a small section off to one side and a bigger compound off to the other, surrounded by a rock retaining wall about 10 feet high. Um, obviously, the largest structure is that cone-roofed building in the bigger compound. It's on a slight rise uh, and seems to be more important than the others. And behind it is a multi-tiered, um, multi-shelved garden um, where you can see a couple figures tending to really sickly-looking crops. Uh, but there's not a ton of movement in these places. Occasionally, DF, you do see a lone yak folk move from one building to another. And uh, sometimes the yak folk is carrying a staff. Other times, it's got a pipe in its mouth, and it's just smoking as it walks. But there's not a whole lot of busy activity up here. One of the most prominent features you see is a large water wheel that's attached to one of the structures. It might serve as some sort of mill. And there is what appears to be an opening in the rock wall behind it, leading to inside the mountain. There is also what appears to be a set of doors leading into the mountain from the larger compound. Hmm. All right. The two uh, sections of the Akfolk village are connected by a wooden bridge, which you see toward the bottom there. Yeah. You have to basically walk down from one, across the bridge, and then walk up to the other. So, there you go. All right. And, you, uh, and you're able to get that information and return to your friends without any fuss. Great. So, you see how the hawk glides back down and they tell everyone everything exactly that yep. I just saw. Uh, you know that uh, many of the buildings had smoke coming up through their their top their tops, and uh, some of them had little uh, fenced-in yards, um, which you assume is for livestock. Although you didn't see any, um, it's possible that the animals are kept inside most of the time. Yeah, let me know if, when you want me to smash the bridge because sometimes I get excited, <laughs> and I need I want you to make sure to tell me when that's everybody's on the right side. Oh, uh, Okay. 
I'm really like this bridge thing sounds great. I'm, I'm take, taking a note of your enthusiasm. <laughs> so wait, did you come back? Yeah. yeah tell us did. all this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had an idea. I really feel bad about trying to like disrupt these poor yeah, people's lives. <laughs> so I think I could alter myself into one of the yak people. And Ooh. I could also cast tongues on myself and then go up there and try and ask them if they need any help. And maybe we could help them. And then they'd let us pass. One of the yak folk tried to kill me and three others tried to kill me. <laughs> but what if you pretended to be the only survivor and I was like a prisoner? I mean, that's no, no one would believe that. It also sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I've got they would immediately kill you. Up. I think the reason why they were, I don't know why they were, I think they're probably in lines with these fire giants because they're like providing them with something. Like they might be slaves or something. We don't know. We can find out. I'm so not like, here for the inner politics of fire giant yak people. We're just here to get inside, get some information and get out. Well, if we, maybe if we help them, they'll let us in. From what I could see, they're not especially active around this the small village itself. So there's not going to be too many sentries that could spot us. There were a few, and I do worry about some of us. Oh, you, you oh. didn't see anything yet that looked like there were guards on the walls or guards at the gates. Everything you saw appeared to be just uh, yeah. a yak folk just moving around, doing their biz. Uh, there were some... Uh, beings in the gardens that didn't look like yak folk. You don't know what their deal is. Uh, um, they 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 were kind of small, almost like children. Oh, that doesn't sound good. What about if I go up as a yak person, folk, and I go up and then I start a fire in maybe a non-crucial building? They have to put the fire out, distracts them. We make a run for it. Not terrible. <laughs> All right, which well, I think it's none. a great idea. There could be potential hiccups. Where are we running to? <laughs> oh, says the armored dwarf. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, I you're still you here. In my sack. If you don't want me to carry you like by your helmet, like have a big bag. <laughs> I'm not think, going in your sack. <laughs> I think we'd be running towards inside the mountain or wherever that path goes. The uh, <laughs> the doors. Also, I saw. take off your helmet. No one can hear you. The doors that I saw, Chris. He opens up a little door where his <laughs> mouth is. <laughs> Chris, yes. the, the, the doors that I saw and or the entryway that the water wheel was going into inside the mountain, uh, how large was that? How tall? Um, you would venture to guess that it was about <laughs> 10 feet wide and about 15 to 20 feet tall. There was plenty of space there. Okay. Um, and there's a big uh, uh, mechanism that goes through that space that turn that like a, a spindle or spoke. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how much Harshnik can squeeze. He would have trouble with that. Um, yeah. You guys less so. Um, he would have an easier time with the big doors off of the main compound uh, that went into the mountainside. He could um, wait for us down there, and then we could let him in. I think there were two sets of doors. Yeah, there were there were two entrances into the mountainside. One was where the water wheel is, which doesn't look like a proper entrance; it's just a hole <laughs> that, you could, that you could slip through. And then, uh, and that was off of the smaller of the two compounds. 
the main entrance to the mines is the large giant sized set of double doors set into the mountainside that you have to basically get to via the main village compound. Um, I, I don't know a lot about mines. Did they, are there mine inspectors? Humans love love inspecting things. <laughs> the yak folk, I don't know. You know, come to think of it, I do love inspecting things. I could inspect a mine. Arsnake, how uh, how adamant are you in uh, getting in there with us? You know, uh, I, I'm here as a favor to the Dwarven King. He asked me to support you on your reconnaissance. Right. I so, don't want to put you in unnecessary danger. Well, all danger is necessary. That's why I'm here. Uh, and also, if you need me to create a distraction, you know, we can show them what's cracking. And I kind of high-five crack a little. Like, I put one <laughs> <in the> out <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Stretch is like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I uh, stealth isn't my strong suit. <laughs> I agree. Nor mine, I. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. Right. Between Harshnag, Crack, or even possibly your Hawk, if you guys create enough of a distraction to lure their attention away from those doors. I think I can lead the rest of us into it. Does Harshnag know from talking to Crack if if this is actually supposed... Like, are we actually supposed to storm this place? You are basically here to help uh, the Waffle Crew complete its mission. Okay. And our mission is just to learn, right? Is, is to find out what the fire giants are up to in their forge. We're just trying to get inside. And well, then we can what? meet up afterwards. Why Isn't... are their doors so big? Are they bigger than you? The doors, the the doors um, off of the village into the mountainside are designed, obviously, not only for small folk but for giants. Well, I meant those big, huge the at, doors. The ones at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, yeah, those are really big doors. Why are those doors so big, Harshnag? Do you know? He doesn't. They do seem excessively large, but maybe they're made to. Your best guess, Harshnag, is that house door. Your your best guess, Harshnag, is that they're built to impress. Mm. Oh, your door is so big. Yeah, fire, fire <laughs> giants love showing off their smithing abilities. They're like, watch smiths. That was terrible. <clears throat> um, yeah, does did Strix tell us about the invisibility powder? Oh yeah, yeah. Because Harshnag can probably squeeze, you know through that small entrance, as long as we're not being actively attacked as well. Trix is like, that's actually a really good idea. I don't know why I just wanted to set everything on fire. Why don't that, I just use this? That was one, that was my other plans. Now it is an invisibility powder, not silence. No, so we have to be silent. Right. Well, we uh, need a noise somewhere else. And the invisibility powder will turn you invisible for a random amount of time between two and eight minutes long. Yeah, awesome. we wouldn't have very much time. That's great. That'll be fun. Well, let's do it. Or not. Or die. I mean. Yeah. All right. What is death but a step closer to eternity in the light of Lathander? Stop it. <laughs> a rebirth at a new dawn. I live every day in eternity. <laughs> We're gonna, all right, we're going to need that powder. If things go okay. south and we need to get out of there, that powder is what's going to save us. We can get in all right. Harshnag, between you and Crack, 
for your hawk or however you want to do it, whatever distraction you want to do, just don't get yourselves killed to put yourself into too much danger. Get their attention. The rest of us, we're getting in through those doors. While we're here, wait for us outside or nearby the large double the large doors that were down at the base of the mountain or Mm -hmm. barring that get back into that cave we'll check both spots for you Mm -hmm. give us if for some reason you don't see us back after a day or two get out of here i've got it i think that's our best course of action i pat the giant hawk and Mm -hmm. then i pat harsnag but i like pat his like calf (laughs) Strix is like, I could have just set something on fire. This guy's probably gonna die. Uh, he's he's been doing this for a while. He get out. He'll get out of here. All I mean, right, you're well, welcome to set something on fire before you run in there. <laughs> like, oh, okay. if it's not obvious, you know. If you, you know, I can do that. You know what? Maybe actually, Strix. I might, I, that might actually help. She is really good at setting things on yeah. fire. I've seen. She it. sure is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so the finer points of the plan, um, are you all going up together and then splitting off at some point, or is somebody going up first, creating the distraction, and then the others are going to hear it and get in there? It'll be Harshneg, Crack, and his hawk. Hawk. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. we'll, we'll hear when they're uh, causing a ruckus. Okay. And from and then, there, I will lead the party to the doorways, because I saw where they are. Yep. Uh, whilst using whatever information I have to... Mm-hmm. Uh, duck behind proper buildings or... Got it. So of the two ways into the mountain, uh, through the water wheel opening or through the giant-sized doors, uh, which entrance are you planning to take the group to, DF? The water do... wheel opening sounds real bad. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to do the doors because okay. that's an obvious entrance, and I don't know where the water wheel one actually goes to. Yeah, so in that case, is Harshnag then going to attack the half of the compound that is near the water wheel? Yeah, it'll be that slower, that smaller, lower yeah. compound. Okay, got it. Hopefully, that'll cool. get people across the bridge. If you want yep. to, Harshnag, bust that bridge, buddy. Well, yep. you or know, if I bust the water wheel, like, those are those take time to make. Usually, those yeah. power something. Mm-hmm. They might open the doors and run out to see what's going on. I like it. Make that the target. Go for the water wheel. Okay. I'll set the bridge on fire. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, be, after you've used it, of course. Yeah. But, it, but, <laughs> but again, back. But again, Harshnag, and I can't stress this enough, don't die. Mm. Haven't just, yet. Got, mm, I mean, just, just don't. <laughs> got a good feeling about this. DS done that before. It's really unpleasant, according to him. Really. I'll try not to die either, I. <laughs> You too, crack. We got the we got the meeting point. We got the time limit. We know what we're going. We know what we're doing. Everyone ready? Yep, ready. Let's do it. All right. What was the plan again? No, Damn it. <laughs> mm. uh, Harshnag, you crack and the uh, giant hawk. Well, you and crack storm up the stairs. Uh, as Would they, he ride on my back or my shoulder? Even probably if for the best. If you're if he's basically uh, you're carrying him. Okay. He'll he'll, he'll move faster. Great. He is not at all comfortable with a giant lifting him off his feet, but for the purposes of getting up there quickly, he is willing to concede that you are much better at these stairs than he is. 
Uh, so with him tucked under your arm, you come stomping up the staircase toward the smaller of the two yak folk compounds. And uh, when you get to the top of the stairs, you can see there is a wooden set of doors closed, blocking your entrance. So I will have you make a strength check to force them open. Kick that bitch uh, down. 14. Athletics, yeah. Is that uh, including your athletics bonus? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, have one? I don't think okay. I get an athletics bonus. All right. Uh, so you push against them, and they actually sort of push back. <laughs> Would it help so, with, to use my axe? Like, can I see if there's a beam or something, like, on the other side of them? Um, you think, uh, well, you're actually pretty tall, so you can actually see over the gates. Can, can I lift so, the beam? Yeah, you could basically reach over and pull the beam off. <laughs> I'm throwing <laughs> that beam into the water. Yes. And, and then, yes, you... spoke baseball bat time. Yes, you lift it off, and then you kick the door, the doors open, and you go storming into the compound, at which point Crack drops down to the ground with a heavy thunk, raises his maul, and goes charging off in a random direction, screaming at the top of his lungs. Awesome. Um, what are you going to have the... Uh, at, what are you going to have your hawk do? Um, as you I, as you make your way as you make your way toward the large building with the water wheel attached to it, mm-hmm. uh, you begin to hear... Uh, what appears to be a millstone in the building turning, and that sort of explains what the water wheel is all about. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to have the hawk uh, kind of flank me and tell it to attack anybody who tries to come uh, at me from either side. Okay. Uh, yes, your uh, eruption into this compound immediately sets the community on edge, and yak folk... Uh, <laughs> Uh, two yak folk come out of the mill and um, uh, two other buildings. Uh, nothing seems to uh, pour out of those. They might be empty. Uh, but there is a building that looks kind of like a small barn or something. And a third yak folk comes running out of there. And that's the one that Crack immediately connects with. So you're fighting two. He's fighting one. And uh, that's that. Now, the rest of you can hear instantly chaos in that one. Um, But you're not exactly sure how long it's going to take the other compound to get their shit together. So what would you guys like to do? DS, what would we like to do? Uh, Where are are we positioned at the moment? So that's really up to you. You can be positioned anywhere you want to be when the shit goes down. We're right in front of the doors. So you're going to be in front of the doors leading into the other Yak Folk Village part? Because um, you're probably going to come out of those. Which, whichever one... Uh, uh, dang. So... Yeah, can I see that again? You sure can. <laughs> Whoops, wrong one. Oh, there it is. Um... So there. All right. And Harshnake's currently at the smaller He's one. He's at that one. Right. Um, raising, raising a ruckus. So what you assume is going to happen is the yak folk in the larger compound are going to throw open those gates, run down to the bridge, and then cross the bridge to get to the smaller compound. Which way would be a good time open? to burn the bridge? The gates open into the compounds because that's how they're barred shut. Can we see the bridge? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I will just go ahead and cast Fireball on the bridge. 
So you're going to prevent them from going to the the ones that uh, the giant is in currently. I'm hoping that by seeing the fire, that they'll start trying to put it out at the bridge, and then we I can, see. Okay, so you're you're creating them. a distraction at the yes. bridge by setting yes. it ablaze. Exactly. Okay. So I All want right. the bridge, and they're like, "Oh man, that's our only bridge. We got to put this out." So they're going to run down and start trying to put it out. So once again, it raises the question: Where are you going to be while the bridge is on fire? Can we be so, kind of like on that little ledge, just the, outside the, the walls? Yeah. Like, you sure can, but getting up there, how would you like to do that? Well, Dia can climb, and I can cloud up there. And, and I can fly. can fly. So, yeah. And we can all carry. And Paulton, you can dimension door. That's true. So we can all use our various abilities to do that. Okay. So the only one who has to make a roll, then, is Dieth. Because you're gaseous, you're flying, and Paulton is dimension dooring. Unless, uh, and Paulton, are you I taking can... Simon? Well, I mean, how else is he going to get up there? Exactly. <laughs> Toss him. Toss him. So, Diaz, you get no help from dimension well, door. I can, I can go ahead and, and cloud Diaz, too. No, it's fine. I got this. All right. He says, fine. Uh, fine. Uh, wait, what, am I, what skill am I using? Uh, this is strength athletics. <laughs> Oh, 16. You're good. Yay! <laughs> the plan almost ended right there. God, the worst. <laughs> well, the good news is if you had fallen, you probably wouldn't have fallen terribly far. Yeah, yeah. but it still would have sucked. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yes, you climb up, basically hiding up on that ledge outside the compound wall. As the, You can see Harshnag is bashing away in the compound. Um, you can hear Crack yelling, and I guess the hawk is occasionally strafing down and attacking. Uh, whereupon, the other compound's gates are thrown open, and by this time, Strix, you've cast your fireball and lit their wooden bridge on fire. And these yak folk go trundling down to the bridge. Uh, well, actually... They'd have to run back to get buckets. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, Same team. Or actually, yes. So when they see the, <laughs> when they see the bridges on fire, uh, immediately uh, they sort of run back and they come out with uh, all of these blankets. Oh, all right. And they uh, start to, uh, four of them make their way down to the bridge with these blankets and try to basically beat out the flames. All right. That's well, as soon as they start doing that, I'm just like, bucket! <laughs> Okay, and so you guys are going to clamber up on top of the wall and make your way as quickly as possible to the doors. When you get on top of the wall, uh, you can see that there are still some other yak folk marshalling here to make their way over to the other compound to fight this frost giant. You can see that the chieftain has emerged from the central hut. Oh, come on. <laughs> and uh, along with what appear to be uh, his two wives or concubines or companions, uh, if you will. And uh, those three are rallying the other yak folk warriors, some of whom have swords, uh, others have sta staffs. Um, and they are preparing to uh, make their way over to fight the frost giant. Uh, now, I guess you guys are hunkered down so you can't be seen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So long story short, it looks like your ruse has worked 
and the chieftain leads a bunch of the yak folk warriors um, uh, across. His concubines do not go with him and the warriors. Uh, instead, you see one of them go over to the gardens and begin killing the small creatures. Oh. What I'm, small creatures? Can we see what they are from here? By any they case? look like halflings. Oh, well, that's uh, got to stop. And uh, the other one goes over to what appears to be uh, one of the other structures, uh, and it, uh, which has a yard next to it, dragging slaves out of cages and beating them to death. Okay, they have slaves. This is bad. Everything's bad. So, um, do you want to remain hidden while they're doing this? No. Nope. As soon as this starts happening, Evelyn jumps out. Because she sees the garden thing is first, so that's where she heads first. All right. Then the plan. Like no. (laughs) Then the plan is ended, and we will pick this up next week. (laughs) (laughs) Why does everything go so bad? We fought for so long. This is a. I don't. Did you forget? This is dice camera action. This is the, that's the show we're on. <laughs> yeah, it's not dice camera architecture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week we will try to save the slaves, and uh, Harshnag will return. Yes. I hope so. And Excellent. <laughs> and he's dead. So the good, the good thing about I'd like next. I on camera, please, Chris. Yeah. So next week's episode will start with a new initiative roll. Oh, Until God. then. Oh. Uh, Hold on to your britches, folks. It's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Snake, horse. Snores. Snores. There were no horse parts. All right. <laughs> um, it hissed and clopped. It was very clear. So uh, thank you to everybody who came uh, to Acquisitions Incorporated and Benwin's Minions at PAX East. It was delightful to see you there. And uh, Gary Khan is the next convention coming up for us. And Mike Merles and Chris Lindsay are going to be headed off in that direction to meet y'all and to run a few games. Uh, does anybody else have any announcements that they want to share? I'm going to be doing my other D&D show right after this, starting at 6 p.m., which is in 15 minutes from now, if you're confused by Daylight Savings. And that's yep. going to be on Misclicks. Yep. Uh, I'll put the link in chat. And it's getting it's getting real angsty and real love triangle-y, so it's lots of fun. Oh. Hope you'll join. Excellent. Are you part of this love, your character part of this love triangle? Oh, so totally. <laughs> <laughs> Am I maybe in love with my best friend who's actually the lead singer of the competing band that we're following across the world when my girlfriend, the band manager, doesn't know? (laughs) Could it be? So drama. I don't know. Yeah. So drama. (laughs) And also, uh, the Power Rangers Marathon is going on on Twitch right now. Twitch.tv slash Twitch Presents. Uh, which my my team is putting on at Twitch, so I hope you'll tune in and watch or co-stream it, which is really fun. You can co-stream with your audience and give your own commentary. Very, very good. Nothing interesting here yet. I still haven't gotten my eyes for the owl bear to make, so I'll stream uh, that once I get the eyes because they're like cool. And then but, I but can't a spe- wait. But a, but a special tip of the hat to uh, cat underscore cosplay for yes. their uh, yeah. cat tricks and owl bear. I know they miss uh, a little owl bear. I, I don't know her name, but shout out to the uh, <clears throat> to the fan who cosplayed as Strix. Yeah, yeah at Pax. Mm-hmm. That was such a good costume. It was so Strixy. Yes. It looked perfect. I was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. So if you see the pictures, I retweeted them and they were fantastic. Yeah, thanks for making us all geek out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And Nate, what's the name of your new album again? Oh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I dropped a new album called Sandcastle Kingdoms. It's yep. on pretty much everything, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you like rock alternative, then uh, you might enjoy it. So, yeah. Thank you. And congrats and finally, to Nate for his show. Yay! Yay. Yay. Uh, yeah, we had our tour kick off this past weekend. Everyone who showed up was awesome. So, uh, yeah, we eventually are going to be adding more dates, but none that we can talk about just yet. So, <sighs> future soon. All and right. certainly, uh, shout-outs to the Dice Camera Action subreddit for yes. always posting fantastic fan art, uh, di- different discussions. That's how I saw all the cosplay. So, we're always there checking it out. So, feel free to go over there and join in. And uh, discuss the show with other people because we like seeing that stuff too. Yeah, I lurk Absolutely. all the I lurk all the time. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I'm going there right now and I'm greeted immediately by a what in paltercation? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right, and that's it for us. Uh, see you guys next week. Happy gaming. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.